This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I am Eric O'Branson, and with me tonight I have two uh, exciting guest hosts. Uh, if you haven't guessed already who they are, um, I have with me Ryan Stiskel and David Andrews. How's it going tonight, guys? I'm I'm doing good. It's going well. <laughs> is it? Is it? It is. It is going well. Surviving, I suppose, at this point. Or yes, it's always <laughs> the answer is always surviving. It's, well, David, I, I, it's got to be going better for you, being that your isolation period has finally come to an end. So Yes, that's that is, definitely uh, a huge relief. Um, living yeah, the dream. Did... <laughs> <laughs> right. Being able to go in multiple rooms of your house has become the dream at this point. But Absolutely. I understand my, my wife did, went through um, nine days, I think, of isolation, so I was on the outside of that, but... Oh um, man, yeah, it's just it's yeah, not fun it's... for anyone involved. Yeah, and people no, complain about just wearing masks. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. <laughs> it's like you don't know what it's like to be trapped into one room in your small apartment, not no, house you... apartment. Yep, and if you're sharing bathrooms, you have to be masked in your own house, and you know how much you already hate doing it in public. So, yeah, right. No one yeah, should have to pee in an empty other... apple, apple juice jar. You know, and have to tell the tale. <laughs> oh yeah, we started the show. Should we keep going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I suppose we should. I guess. Um, well, yeah, I mean, what have happen. you guys been up to? What's been, David? I'm sure you got a, a chance to um, do some watching of stuff in the, <laughs> the period uh, when you were yeah, in quarantine. Yeah, what I, what uh, did you uh, did you get a lot of stuff off your your wall of shame or your checklist? Not at all. I just started <laughs> like 30 new things, so the list just <laughs> exponential it expansion. Um, it's a lifelong problem, I've found. So. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I finished Castlevania, which was absolutely fantastic, and I started and finished Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is not for the faint of heart, but also a great show. Yes. Yeah, I think you guys talked me into Castlevania. I got to give that a try. Joe's been on me for a long time to watch it, and you know he's Mister No Anime, and he likes it. So I yeah, I figure uh, well, gotta I give it a, a shot one of these days. So it's a great uh, kind of blend of East meets West. To be honest, it's uh, mm. yeah, it definitely feels more Western than a lot of uh, car- cartoons. Is kind of a bad way to put it. Uh, animation. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a sucker for anything Dracula related anyway, so oh, I think I'll get a Was kick that... out of it. So I'm a sucker for anything Dracula. Is that a pun intentional pun? Yeah, it wasn't, but it's a good one. So. It is a good one. I don't know if I should uh, take credit or be like, Haha, no pun intended, but No, no, I think you should uh proudly ten, <laughs> ten points Gryffindor to Eric yeah. to Eric. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll probably check that out at some point. I I hope so. It's one of those things like we were just talking about. It goes on the list, and we'll see. Just see what <laughs> sticks. But <laughs> speaking of, so. uh, what else did we watch collectively? Well, we uh, threw the threw the line out, and uh, David decided to take the bait. If uh, he would like to select a movie for uh, off of the uh, 2B TV service, we've been cho- uh, choosing all of our movies from, um, and uh, he did pick one. Would you like to tell us what? movie you uh had us watch this week david yeah absolutely for my very first inaugural video junkyard pick i picked 1994's double dragon um (laughs) because i've never seen it and um i am oddly fascinated with terrible video game movies so it seemed like the perfect fit oh yeah yeah which yeah actually it's months (laughs) we should just dedicate a whole month to that 
oh, you, there's plenty of fodder for, especially if the if the um, you know adjective terrible sits in front of them. Not that there's many good ones. You'd be hard pressed to find the good ones, but yeah. It's, um, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely one that fits perfectly into the vein of what you know the show because this is what I remember. Um, remember coming out, and I'm not sure I saw it like right away, but it's definitely one I remember um, having an interest in seeing. Being you know, growing up playing the NES video games, and uh, which I I actually think came from arcade games uh, originally, <laughs> but I don't remember the arcade machines. I remember the you know Nintendo game, but. Um, yeah, so it, it definitely being a kid at the time when this came out, it, it was something that I was interested in seeing, and I think I didn't for a long while. And I had a friend that was really into it, like had the, I think he even maybe owned the movie on VHS, and um, finally got sat down to watch it at his house, and I was really unimpressed with it even as a little <laughs> kid. So, um, but yeah, I always find it like a cool chance to like revisit stuff like that, and this, yeah, so it's a perfect pick. Had you guys seen this one growing up? No, this is the one that escaped me. Um, I did. <laughs> Not only that, um, when I was a kid, I loved it. But it was also one of those movies. I also loved bad video game movies. Like, I knew they weren't great, but I still loved them because, oh my god, at least someone's tr- finally making a live-action version of a video game. But, like, mm-hmm. any in- live in- like movie interpretations of uh non-live media uh it's like well this isn't exactly how it went (laughs) this isn't exactly accurate but i (laughs) never played double dragon um so i was able to watch it as if like i knew it was a video game but no no that's not true actually my first exposure to double dragon was to the animated series oh yeah yeah which was the year prior to this film's release. So I actually thought they were doing a live action version of the animated series until mm-hmm. later on in life I found out like, oh, it was a video game series. Like I'm guessing the video game series is still the superior medium, which fans of the series would say yes. <laughs> With uh, yeah, I mean, it was back in the day though when stories were were super simple. It's basically just yeah. bad guys steals friend of jimmy and billy go get yeah then they beat up a bunch of guys through many levels and try to rescue friend (laughs) but that can still be way more entertaining than what this movie did with that just that little bit of information it's Hmm. the king of taking liberties and just it doesn't even have friend (laughs) was taken it doesn't even have the friend was taken part (laughs) <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> How can you make they, a worse story? They totally story? Re- repurpose the friend character. Um, for those that aren't familiar with any Double Dragon, be it the video game, the animated series, or the movie, I'll give you a little uh, rundown of what this this movie, 1994 film, is all about. And in post-apocalyptic California, brothers Billy Lee and Jimmy are highly trained martial artists living in the ravaged city of New Angeles. The pair have been trained by Satori, who took them in after their parents died. When Satori finds herself pursued by the evil overlord Kogashuka, who is intent on possessing her mystical dragon medallion, the siblings are charged with protecting it from Shuko and his henchmen. So... Is that that's, about uh, right, David? That's uh, that's one hundred percent accurate to the movie. <laughs> yeah this this fits into a trend of the '90s of things taking place in like a post-apocalyptic like megalopolis of California cities. <laughs> like one that we recently looked at on the podcast was Demolition Man. Also takes place in something similar to to this, and I believe that is called San Angeles instead of New Angeles, but anyway, same kind of idea, I believe. Um, it's the poca- post-apocalyptic California nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And Slash I will say the like... one thing that... What, one David? thing uh, be, uh, going into this film that I was impressed with, and there wasn't a whole lot, but is that they actually pull off the like Hollywood underwater kind of you know ruins of old Hollywood and old L.A., uh, you know, on the on the budget this was obviously produced on, I was pretty impressed with that stuff. Like they actually pulled that off, okay. But... Yeah, yeah. David? I thought I thought the production was way better than it needed to be. 
which is interesting. <laughs> like, like uh, I was, I was all not enough on to the save build, it, but I was just like, why was this the movie you gave this world build to? Like, it's just so out of place. <laughs> right. um, but it is impressive. You feel like. like uh, just thinking off the top of my head, there was that practical effect where they're in a boat scene. They're they're being mm-hmm. chased by boats, and they literally set a river on fire. It's kind of it's yeah. I don't know. It's just neat. It's just they do some neat stuff with the world. I, I yeah. believe they spent all of their money on those couple of scenes that look really good in the boat chase and stuff, and then ran out of money to have any kind of like interesting, you know, martial arts fights at, in the third act of this movie. But or CGI <laughs> bad guy. Right, which you know, who played the well, the like the most famous CGI bi- bad guy of all time, like yeah, historically yeah, known as Patrick. one of the first. Same actor, which makes me think they did that for a reason. Oh not, yeah, maybe him. <laughs> not T one thousand level of of CGI <laughs> in this movie. No, 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 not quite. But honestly. Being that there were a lot of movies kind of starting to put CGI, you know, effects into stuff around this time, it's not the worst either. Like to I modern, mean, I think to modern standards, it obviously looks cartoony and silly. But um, I, mean, I remember a lot of stuff around this time, thinking, you know, like just trying to think back, and it's it could it could have been a lot worse. It's not. Can it's I not point the out... worst early CGI that I've ever seen. And I actually kind of like some of the like sliding around shadow stuff that they do with the the character, but can yeah I, I part of me also wonder if that was actually like hand-drawn animation like they do with that one batman scene and in batman mm-hmm. 89 you know where that's him on the rooftop in the first beginning of the movie doing that rotation and that was all actually animated um that there's a fun little tidbit if someone didn't know some everybody fucking knows that was a meme um no i was gonna say the one sore thumb in terms of like Look, we had a budget for anim- uh, animation. Uh, no, for 3D computer-generated animation. Here's a whole like start of a scene dedicated to it, and it's just the scene with the little fucking brother on his VR headset going on that virtual <laughs> roller coaster. Which I oh, swear yeah. to God is like, uh, this looks like Lego blo- blocks. Like this looks like an MTV music video. You know. Um, there's something about that this early like reboot. 90s attempt of animation, though, that's so endearing. Like It is. <laughs> not beautiful, but, like, <laughs> cute. Like, in the future, your computers look like blocks. Yeah, like, it looks like a virtual boy on your fucking forehead. Um, and all you see is, like, Lawnmower Man. <laughs> it's... It's... <laughs> It's it's not that's the thing like this didn't have enough of that CGI to make it like lawnmower man like the whole reason you watch it is because the entire movie is just terrible CGI and like <laughs> oh, yeah. the worst interpretation of a Stephen King uh material to the point where the only thing it has in common with the material is the title yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. which by the... the way lawnmower man needs to be a thing in the future but I'm saying that roller this... coaster scene was just. <laughs> Not great. Well, and this movie does a few things that are that were interesting to me, being somebody familiar, somewhat familiar with the subject material, and that is it. Again, we talked about kind of the dystopian, um, you know, post earthquake version of the future. The movie takes place in the year two thousand seven. There's been a massive earthquake that has uh, caused part most of L.A., at least the uh, you know um, famous parts of L.A., Hollywood, and and to to sink under the ocean and the city has essentially been taken over by street gangs but they have come to a peace deal with the police where they only you know rule the streets by night and you know law and order and people can go to their jobs and stuff during the day there's a curfew and then you know gangs you know go out and get up to their shenanigans uh after <laughs> right. after sundown it's so like the, the regular... purge yeah it's like kind the of, purge you know. every night it's like the purge meets the movie i don't know if you guys know the 80s movie the warriors but um, yes if with all the like you know kind of interesting different street gangs because there's a lot of different um which i know does kind of come right out of the video games they're literally taking like these different kind of thug characters that um uh that they have you know billy and jimmy fighting in the double dragon game and they kind of give them you know oh this is he comes from this gang and this gang and whatever um which is where we get the abobo character abobo abobo what's his name yeah um 
a bobo, bobo i believe is yeah. the character from yeah yeah boa bobo but... oh god yeah <laughs> but, but yeah so it's um so the setting like initially like there's a bunch of stuff like literally i'm walking into this movie i remember like not loving it as a kid which is always a bad sign right i, I love that everything when i was a kid everything you saw especially something based on a video game it didn't yeah. even have to be good it didn't have to be anything i pre-loved that movie before i saw it you know essentially and this one i just remember maybe it's because my friend built it up for me or whatever but i remember being kind of disappointed with this one so i was literally thinking you know oh this is probably gonna really suck and i guess that expectation helped me um appreciate <laughs> a few things about it because it, you know obviously we're We'll save reviews to the end, but it's probably not the best film ever made. Um, <laughs> but it uh, it did surprise me in a couple of places. Like like I said, like the look of the film, um, and we were talking about earlier, the look of the film is not bad. They've obviously spent some money on it in some places. Um, the premise is actually ends up, you know, it's 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 silly, it's simple, and it's you know a video game kind of kung fu movie um, setup, but it it kind of works. You know, the street gangs, the ancient Chinese mysticism, the the, the medallion, the you know Robert Patrick is this great kind of hammy bad guy. Um, honestly, this this <laughs> from the first 10, 15 minutes of this movie, it, it's it's obviously cheesy and and silly and very nineties. But I'm like, yeah. man, this could really work. It almost it unfortunately like, doesn't hold up to it, but <laughs> it, it almost feels like a GPG, a Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I remember a bunch <laughs> of like jokes down in my notes, like you know, calling it something Junior. I'm like, oh, it's like the Warriors Junior, and it's also kind of like Demolition Man Junior, and kind of like Big Trouble in Little China Junior. <laughs> like, so yeah. yeah, you guys are. Oh my God, that was that's a beautiful combination. It's 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 like a weird. Um. What 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 kind of creature? Cerberus, the three-headed dog. It's like a weird com- three-headed chimera. It definitely feels like a PG tribute to cult cinema of the eighties. Like, mm. there's there's so much influence and in, like everything that worked before it, but clearly did not quite make it into this film. Like, it's got a little Blade Runner. It even feels oh, very similar to. Just to a to Super Mario Brothers, the video game movie that came before it. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. Yeah, I was like, gonna s- yeah. New Angeles very heavily reminded me of their interpretation of like I think it's the Mushroom Kingdom. I don't know. I haven't watched it in a while, yeah. but that like Blade yeah. Runner esque city. Yeah. Yep. Like the um, underground city. Yeah. Whatever it was. But that's the thing. Like, like, well, first off, this period of time really liked the fucking play post-apocalyptic <laughs> like post-apocalyptic oh, yeah. movies will never stop being a thing i mean but like definitely like in the 80s with the road warrior uh cherry 2000 you know shit like that was yeah, coming Escape left from and right LA, all of those yeah. just like there's a blade distinct, runner there's definitely a distinct late 80s early 90s version of the apocalypse and it was yeah, right. it's just it's just gritty california area <laughs> because if any part of our country is going to suffer the most from apocalyptic like seismic <laughs> event of any kind it is definitely the fucking state that sits right on top of, to or next to a fault line <laughs> it's just that has to be this that has to be the epicenter of every natural disaster to be believable <laughs> uh the next i'm waiting for like the series of movies based uh, around yellowstone national park in our future but in the meantime it's still for some reason la <laughs> <laughs> yeah they don't say well, it in judge is... dread but i swear to god i i feel like it's in la yeah and this really is kind of a greatest hits of all of the like aforementioned um mm. movies and post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic tropes of the 80s and 90s right down to like the cars being kind of mad max-esque um just on a cake and... but they're but they're going on like occasional drives down the like like a normal it's a normal fuck it's normal for you to have a souped out vehicle in this world right yep <laughs> Yeah, just, the dragon uh, you know, wagon. world where all the thugs and bad guys call you buttheads instead of something. And they're legitly like insulted by that. Like, <laughs> did you call me ugly? <laughs> and like, but later it, on, it's just like, dude, you got. It ugly. has this kind of wonderful, um, and it's, I just use the word wonderful, which is a bit of an oversell, but it does have this kind of wonderful Saturday morning cartoon Bye. show yeah. kind of like dialogue and feel to like the characters and. Um, so it, it is very much hitting on what 
like they've accomplished that goal too like they've they've, they've definitely you know kind of re- hit that audience and mm-hmm. i think uh so they're being successful in a couple of ways um it absolutely anyway. feels like a live action cartoon through and through maybe kind of power rangers well, oh yeah I told, definitely well i told you guys when i watched this movie as a kid i wanted to see it because i watched the animated series the cartoon which was a very much a saturday morning cartoon we're here to sell toys they had a whole toy line and it was all about duality and shit and like certain elements of this i can't tell creeped over but they they had not a dragon wagon not a like souped up car they had of course like some kind of nice um dragon cruiser they called it but this mm-hmm. this one had the fucking dragon station wagon. Guys, <laughs> what wagon. did you think about the fucking dragon wagon? In my opinion, the best character in the, in the movie who gets the least amount of screen time. Who's <laughs> powered I, by cans of cheese whiz. Yeah. I was going to say, I think we've made a mistake in our uh, popularization of vehicles that it's not next to, like, the DeLorean and the <laughs> Ghostbusters vehicle. Like... The dragon wagon should be right there next to them. Let's cancel the General Lee and we'll throw the dragon wagon in its place. I'm it's completely still way more down with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah. I, I think it was, you know, you know, it it was a cool character to have like the souped up car. It was a little bit styrofoam looking, but oh yeah, it fit in this movie. I love that it ran on trash or whatever the hell they threw into the. Um, the which I, I can't like from the top. I can't get it like from the back of my brain, but there is some other movie where that is a thing, where Back they're like the dumping like part two. trash. Mr. Oh, that's right. Back to the okay. Future with the DeLorean. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mr. Fusion. I have to say this though. Good, yeah, that's I... an embarrassing one to not come up with, but yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's well, okay. So David probably. just found out today that Flea was in Back to the Future Part Two. I, I saw that. Yeah. And two. Yeah, I didn't catch that you know the first hundred times I saw it. But once I figured out who Flea was and I got older, like it, I did, it did click at some point. So I don't Dude, it right. never struck me. Just like it never struck me, it was <laughs> Huey Lewis in the first one for a really long yeah. time. Speaking of Huey, Huey Lewis, oh yeah, he gets he that gets makes a lot. an Easter egg in this movie. Did you guys catch it? Huey Lewis one? He's not in yeah, the movie, but they make a line to him. Yeah. Oh, do they? Yeah, What's the, the, the line? two I probably did, the but... two Asian henchmen, the balding oh, yeah. uh, Asian men. They Al, Al named... Young and uh, the other guy that looked exactly like Al Young. Yeah. Yes. Yep. They are called <laughs> Huey and Lewis, oh, and there is were, actually right. a line in the movie where T one thousand. No, when Ice. Okay, I'm gonna pause for a second. I know this joke's been made before. By other like <laughs> reviewers, like well-known reviewers, but it's just it hit me organically, and it. But he looks like Vanilla Ice T. He looks like Vanilla <laughs> Ice and T one thousand. So the joke is he's called Vanilla Ice T one thousand because that's what he is in this movie. Um, <laughs> and you can't unsee it because so. For, here's another thing too. Don't know what about nineties post-apocalyptic films, but for some reason, same with Demolition Man. The fucking bad guy needs to have blonde highlights. Oh yeah, yeah. He, there are some similarities between him and, not a and yeah Wesley Snipes and Demolition Man. Um, yeah. Mm. I'm just saying, and, and and also a similarity in that they're kind of the show stealing. Like Robert Patrick's performance in this movie is my favorite thing about this movie. I think yeah, Wesley Snipes is my favorite thing about Demolition Man. So, yeah. Yes. Robert, um, Robert Patrick gets the award for nailing it when he didn't really have to. Yeah, he, yeah, he could have phoned like, this thing in. This whole movie is kind of you know a bit of a mess, and it just you know it is what it was. They were they were selling into a built-in audience, and he comes in and just kills this thing. Does a great job um, in the corniest fucking way. Yeah, I like mean, he's it's just, not like yeah. Oh, he but he's a totally his... memorable like film you know '90s film villain. I think like it's he kind of made the movie in a lot of ways. Right, he completely elevated the movie to being like okay, this is just okay to, you know what? I might ironically own this. Like, he's, he's, yeah. worth, he's worth the time to watch. It was really, he's, he's so diabolically cheesy. It's, it's wonderful. I agree with you guys that having him in here is just like, wow. It actually gave buddy. me a, 
you got they got you into this right like it gave me actually a really huge appreciation for robert patrick because the only other thing i've ever seen him in was of course terminator 2 where he has like maybe four lines at most yeah he's also in the later half of x-files he takes x-files yeah i know him from that as well and then he just turns up in like bit parts and all kinds of stuff like he doesn't he he didn't get as much attention as you would want him to get i would say yeah apparently according to jason bateman he's just a very good like solid person to have on cast and he's not like you know what i mean like he's the guy you can put in a role and he's not going to complain about it he's going to do a good job yeah, yeah. I, I've never seen him in anything that I can remember that he doesn't just doing like doing everything he can with the role, even if it's just even if it's just a walk on couple lines. So, um, yeah, he's one of those guys. Like I, I think he's pretty much good in everything he's in. So, um, but, another quick oh, cameo appearance I got to call out is uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with who Michael Berryman is, but um, kind of the the guy with kind of the odd um odd face that from uh the hills have eyes and he's in uh yeah. weird science and he's in um, yeah just on and on and on a bunch of stuff around this area era i was so happy when he turned up in this movie because i did not remember that he was there i i i, I, I have a special place in my heart for him he's such a uh, great character actor and he always gets these like crazy roles obviously because of his facial deformity but um yeah i wish he was in this more such a such a cool guy and i'm, I'm glad i was glad to see him so right <laughs> But I think he, I, it, I think I was disappointed by it. he only existed for like a minute or two. His character was pretty yeah. much killed uh, right away. But I, here's the thing: as much as I like uh, Ice T one thousand, um, and and the actor, I don't, th- I wanted dude to make a bigger role in here. He should have been like second second boss before like the second boss before the main boss like yeah. like how video games are played he should have had a bigger role in that movie he should have been the underling and said they had like uh adobo or oh no a bobo a bobo yep a bobo who we will get into we have to get into yeah huh. but um the, the actor you're speaking of i don't know his name uh michael berryman michael berryman Yep. I do want more of him in things because I didn't, I can't, I, I haven't, I never watched the movies that he was, he was mainly in. I've seen him in other stuff. I'm aware of him. And it was a moment it was like, I think he was wasted in this and it would have been a much interesting movie to keep him as long, like as long as they did. Um, yeah. Oh, agreed. Like I would have loved to see him like, you know, have a role throughout the movie, but I don't know. David, did you so... know who the actor was? No, I'm trying to, I have no idea who you're referring to, actually. Um, he, he was the guy who played like the the game leader, um, before like in the in that movie where all the games are together in that weird winded tube or whatever oh, the, the fuck one it is. Has, like the cybernetics on him. Did he have cybernetics on him? Or is that a different Possibly. guy? Bandages? No, no, he had it all the bandages the, yeah. like wrapped around yeah. him or some shit. Yeah, I won't lie. That section of the movie is kind of a blur. Um, <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's okay. I watched I it today, that. and I already forgot most of it. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I just wanted to bring him up because I was happy to see him in there. But yeah, yeah I think I think I'll take Ryan's lead. I think we should talk about a Bobo as a, as a character, oh and also uh, aside from Jimmy and Billy Lee, the only character to come. Oh, actually, I guess uh, Alyssa Milano's character. Um, kind of comes out of the video game I mean, name only really but marion as well yeah but a bobo yeah. is really the only other one that comes straight out of the video game kind of a character from that is well, lash straight out of the games well that's the thing lash uh, and a bobo do come out of original yeah, games. i guess lashes too i think you're right yeah the whip yep yep uh yeah um, you're right but her character doesn't go by Lash. It actually goes by the first name that character is called, which I can't remember for the fucking life of me. Yeah, I was just looking at the cast list here trying to figure that out. And Linda Lash is what she's called in the yeah, Linda movie. Lash. So, And Lash is originally like the the one... I think in Double Dragon and all three of the games, when you face a, a certain enemy, like their little like energy counters will come up on the screen. And yeah. so it gave them all like it gave you an understanding of what all these characters' names were. So that's how we knew a Bobo was, you know, a Bobo was an a Bobo, and a, you know, yeah. Lash was Lash, and you know, oh. et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, you're right, absolutely right, David. Linda Lash is 
definitely one. She doesn't look a whole lot like, at least in my memory, like costume wise, doesn't look a whole lot when she pulls the whip out. It's just the naming convention and the whip. That's pretty much what this did, though. It's very Mm -hmm. much this. This this is very much like the Super Mario Brothers, and it it takes great fucking. Yeah, yeah, and, and of yeah. course, you know, you're casting a good actor who's good at playing bad guys in, like, a movie they don't need to be in. It kept going with that tradition, too. Um, oh, my I'm God, that's, you, every, that's every video game movie, though. Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, great villains yes. that don't need to be in the movie, but they're there great and they're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but sorry, I got it. But Bobo, a Bobo, he is kind of similar in the first part of the movie to his counterpart. Mm-hmm. But then yes. they they hype his ass. They they <laughs> so they he's banged a member, his ass. Yeah, I was gonna say. So he's a member of the Mohawk Gang, and yeah. his initial you know initial conception is similar to the video game, kind of a muscle bound dude with a big mohawk. And um, yeah, they take him down to the lab and pump him pump him full of experimental steroids. I think it. You know what I think it was? It's pumpkin what spice. It? it has to be pumpkin spice. No, it's the same stuff Bowser did to make Goombas. Right. Oh, yeah. There you go. This movie takes Maybe place... Maybe these take place in the same universe. We could start playing with that. So. Oh, it, definitely. That's like the, <laughs> the whole Mushroom Kingdom situation has resulted in Double Dragon universe. But no, I was going to say, um, <laughs> this movie... Don't make me forget. I think I forgot. Was it about a bobo? A bobo. No, the pumpkin Pumpin spice. Oma. I remember now. Yeah, pumpkin <laughs> Sorry. spice. There you go. I figured it out. Uh, no, this movie takes place in 2007. Yep. Have to say, don't know if I prefer that post-apocalyptic 2007 versus our current 2020. <laughs> I want to say this one. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll I was going to say, it, I mean, leaving your house yet. is, you know, during the daytime at least, it was still safe in this version I, I, of... I'm not. I'm. I'm not under. I, I. I. don't deny that Trump is probably looking for a second half of an amulet somewhere. But I mean, we got our own like yeah. thick neck. I'm honestly surprised he doesn't have a cameo in this movie. So it's like, I think he did. I think he played Adobo. Like... Thick, thick <laughs> right, pumpkin right. man. Come on. Yeah. Um. But no, I was gonna say about Adobo though. When I so this is the first time I watched the movie since I fucking saw it when I was four or five maybe mm. whenever how old I was. Um, I definitely did not watch this after 10. I know that much for sure. Watched it multiple times prior, but never after. I only remembered Adobo, which I, this is the first time I learned his name because all of that, all I could rethink of was like, like, where's that movie where that guy had a pumpkin head? Like he yeah. had a big muscle pumpkin head. <laughs> like <laughs> he was pumpkin head for the longest fucking time for me. Yeah, he the uh, the design of the costume. The Sleepy Hollow we deserved is definitely something. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is. That like all of the all of the pats of the back I gave the movie about it, you know, it's it's design and the things that worked about it earlier on. Um, I'm not going to apply to the Abobo costume, at least the uh, mutated Abobo. It is it is definitely memorable, and it is definitely, but it, it, this is totally like power rangers villain type um costuming which i i don't know maybe adds to like the kind of atmosphere of the movie what would you guys think about uh, i think he looks like a man who had the most severe reaction to seafood allergies i think like, that's just one bad piece of shellfish about the closest you're gonna get to hitting his character design in the game with what they had for costumes yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's rough though. Um, I just don't feel like they needed to go quite so over the top with it. Like, oh, I, it, it and, doesn't you know. help his character is relegated to like pathetic comedy relief. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, when he becomes good guy Bobo at the end, it's just it's even worse. So, well, he becomes good guy Bobo because he sees his face in the mirror. For the first time, that was the trigger. But the here's where I'm at. Dude, you can still see the rest of your body. Every part of you is pumpkin. Like, all, it's not just like you swallowed a pumpkin and got stuck in the back of your neck. It's you got at least a good dozen in before that one got stuck in your neck. Like, every bicep is a pu- fucking pumpkin. <laughs> like, yeah. like, they took the extreme of, like, 
human musculature and just like, what if we really inflate it? Like, just inflate the fuck out of it and make it really veiny. Yeah. I think that's what they're going for. Like, you see with Bane, which, by the mm-hmm. way, if you're going to go with the spec, I hate to say it, but Bane from Batman and Robin is the best way to go about it. He is still the best overly cartoonish, muscle-bound character I've ever seen depicted in a live-action thing. <laughs> Played yeah. by an actual actor, not CGI'd. Yeah. Um, because CGI goes to Dr. Hyde and Ex- League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Just, mwah, CGI disaster. But he is, <laughs> he is, um, he is, like, someone just did not see that movie because it didn't come out yet. And just, like, this is where I'm going to take it. And it's just horrible. <laughs> it's, like, just horrible in the greatest yeah. way. I, I don't, I'm not sure about greatest way. I'm pretty sure... I if am. you cut like, the bubble out of disaster. the movie, it becomes a 10% better movie. Like, just cut <laughs> he him. He doesn't really? serve much of a purpose. Like, I actually, like, his early... I want early, more of him in this movie. That's where I'm at. The earlier saying... part of his character, before they mutate him, I could see being a useful part of pushing the plot forward, and, and, and because it's... And God, I hope I hope I'm not being a double dragon purist here, but it does... It makes a little more sense to the setting and everything, and... Um, I'm not sure you get anything out of him being the big bumbling muscle bound because he doesn't actually end up doing a whole lot with his muscles. He's just kind of a, you know, well, no, meant to look like a freak. And like, no, and so, yeah. you know, for Can someone I who's even... supposed to have like 800 times strength, they defeat him in under 10 seconds. If I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Here, here's <laughs> something that here's where I'm at, guys, with this. Like, I think it should have been more. It would have succeeded if it played more like a video game. And my suggestion for that, and tell me tell me if I'm wrong or tell me what you think, that what they should have done, keep a Bobo, even if they want to keep a muscle-bound idiot, whatever, keep a Bobo as, like, an antagonist in the first act who's linked to this game. They defeat, they have a confrontation with him. He's already weirdly muscle-bound. Like, not like how he's depicted with the over-the-top pumpkin features, but like they first kind of show him. Like, in the first game, he is the first mm-hmm. boss, kind of, you face. And gets in- it introduces us to what that world is like, what that organization's like. And then they show the other two, uh, the mutant leader, the mutant gang leader that played by one actor that... Uh, Mike, right? Mike? Yeah, Michael Berryman. Mike, yep. Michael Berryman. And have him and uh, Ice-T-1000, like, oh... Oh, Bobo was defeated. Well, shit, I hope that doesn't, like, mess with what's this. And, like, they build off of that. Like, Obobo has his place. It just stays in the first act. He's defeated, and that's that. And then they show these other two. And then in the end of act two is where they go up against the second guy, either defeat him or not. And then three is where they finally face the main dude. Have have the other two throughout the movie, but just have it like you do in a video game where you're picking off these villains one by one. And you could do that in a three-act structure with three characters like that. Wasted. Yeah. <laughs> just wasted. Too much Adobo or Bo- Ad- Bobo and not enough other dude. And T-1000, I think, could have uh, had, had uh, other better moments. Yeah. I think he was stretched thin, to be honest with you guys. I don't think everything he did was great. But I think everything great he did could have been done in just one final act. Yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. I, d- I did want to talk about before we run ourselves too close out of time. Like, oh yeah, we this are is getting <laughs> definitely a you know quote unquote action movie. Sure, it's a kids action movie, but it's definitely got that kind of gist of a you know like like the game itself, kind of a kung fu um, fighting you know style video game so yeah it's certainly an action movie what did you guys think of the action scenes in this movie and did it did it work as an action film like because it's is it a you know kind of a martial arts film for kids or does any of that work for you guys like what are your thoughts if the brothers weren't so um radically different from the other David, yeah. I'm, I want you to continue this, but I do want to add the question to Eric's question, and it leads to this, including how do we think about our main leads who we haven't talked about and how they contribute to this action? Um, yeah. Well, one of them is Iron Chef, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. One of them Mark is Iron Chef. Mark yep. When and David told me that, I'm like, holy shit. 
That was mine today. Because <laughs> you told me that today. I was trying to place him the entire movie and it didn't hit me. And once it did, I was like, eggs! Yeah. And you know what's funny? Other dude, Party of Five. Yeah. I've never seen Wolf, Party yeah. of Five, but apparently he was a big deal, specifically in 1995. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, he was. And uh, he's been in, I don't know, a bunch of other stuff. TV stuff I probably haven't watched, but he's been a working actor, I think, ever since. So Right. I Like, he was notable enough to apparently host Saturday Night Live at one point. Like, that's just one of those things, like, of his era. Yeah. Well, and we get Alyssa Milano in here, too, so, who at this time was a famous, a fairly famous actress as well. Um, Robert Patrick. Uh, so, like, yeah, it's not a not a nobody cast of of regulars like um but how do they all work as martial artists well, <laughs> well i they're... don't i don't buy um billy and oh my gosh how am i blanking on the other brother's name jimmy and jimmy I, I, brothers <laughs> like i don't see the family resemblance at all. oh my god <laughs> yeah, don't say yeah, it yeah the fact that one of them is you know an, an asian at least some sort of asian descent and the other is not i was waiting for an explanation of that like maybe they had you know but maybe they're biracial uh, but Eric, parents his his dad were... studied in asia they all did yeah well Anyway. That was it. I, it, it, it they, I actually, I'm kind of grateful. I, I just said I was waiting for an explanation. I'm actually kind of grateful they didn't, because that just makes it uglier. I think if they yes. do that, but um, yeah, it is an interesting casting choice. I would say. I mean, though, for all the modern complaints of like whitewashing and like giving roles to people who, I, I don't know. It's just, it's put to it's, put a a young famous actor like Scott Wolf into there instead of you know. I was actually really weirded out by the Scott Wolf <laughs> casting for this. As, like, it did make because... me feel weird. It's like, there's no way this white boy knows karate. Damascus. There's no way this white boy knows how to fight. Yeah. Damascus had well, some wonderful fight scenes while <laughs> Scott Wolf was just like, I'm going to talk and run and run and that's talk. That's what I am. But I'm also kind of the main character because Billy's kind of the main character out of the two brothers because he's <laughs> player one. So yep. white boy who can't fight is player one <laughs> in a fighting movie. Yeah. Well, I feel like there are a couple of good action sequences or, or fun action sequences. It's all, it's all very slapstick, which is fine in, in something like this. But um, oh, but it's 90s slapstick. Yeah. It's slapstick there's, there's that ends with like a snarky little remark like, yeah, dude. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There was a lot of that feel in this. Power in terms of its, its, yeah. its approach to its martial arts. There, we found a fourth head. This is a, not this is not a Cerberus. This is a Hydra. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> would you? Okay, there. It, I, uh, basically, yeah. like what I was saying is that um, the early part of the film had some stuff that worked for me like it was fun like even though kind of slapsticky and like you said yeah you, you put the little jokes here and there but um being the kind of general feel of the film um i think that's appropriate the fact that they the entire third act kind of like rushed everything or packed everything into this one location and the action scenes were were terrible like there wasn't much of anything like they 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 faced off with the the, the big bad and there was barely a fight scene um oh, right because they had to match each other or make both of them look like they're as skilled as the other and it's so uh -huh. obvious that scott damascus is way above no wait i'm jumbling again but yeah mark yeah. Cascos. yep who is mark. actually a martial artist and yeah yeah okay. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of felt like here, here. I'll say this: I actually don't think this is one of those movies that Mark's kind of starting off in, if I remember correctly. Like he wasn't in too many things, was he? Prior to this, not. Um, prior no, to this, because he started in the nineties. Yeah, he started in ninety. Um, but I'm just, yeah, it's like his, it's his fourth film. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, mm. I will say I felt like he had great he has great potential and he deserved better than this movie. <laughs> like I'm yeah. sorry this is a rough start for you, but this is also how things start. Um, right. He should have been the lead. He should have been Billy. Well, in my mind he was, and then I realized only way too late. Like 
the moment that the other brother got the medallion, I'm like, oh, wait, he's the lead. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he gets captured. Jimmy gets captured. Mark gets yeah. captured. The guy who actually well, knows martial arts gets captured. They treated Scott Wolf's Billy as kind of the main character, too. Like, they gave him all the lines and the jokes and the... And the girl. And the girl, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that there's another person, uh, another Alyssa Milano gets some fight scenes in this thing. <laughs> she barely looks like she's making any making it through so it's uh, It's okay i can take care of myself yeah yeah (laughs) like yeah i don't know about i mean i i'm fine with the competence part of stuff like her being a leader and stuff like that's fine like it's like given what it is it's like no this is fine she's supposed to be like a barbara gordon type character like her dad is literally the chief of police Mm -hmm. and she wears a red fucking wig over her short blonde hair this is barbara fucking gordon people like that's the (laughs) attempt but the problem is they also try to make her bat girl by that i mean like not only are you showing that you are like the alternative to the head of police you're the actual like law enforcement whatever leader in this underground group but you have to fight as well but it's like but she doesn't look like an actress or a character who fights well, nor does fight well. <laughs> nor does she look like she can fight at all when she does it. It's uh, Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's only a handful of actors that look like they could actually fight well. Like, the guy who plays Obobo. Like, that, he, I'm like, he looks like a bruiser. He does look like a bruiser. Yeah. That mm-hmm. character actor, that's all he's played is bruisers. Yeah, <laughs> the guy like, that plays, and he's in other, like, 80s movies as that exact character, essentially, like, over and yes, over again. Yes, Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying Mark should have been Billy. Um, he's a stronger Agreed. lead. He's a better yep. lead. Uh, he deserves He's it. more appropriate for this in every way. <laughs> like, I think just, it would have been better. Yeah. Yeah but also i think it would have been more impressive of like billy getting possessed billy the one being not sorry not billy what's his name scott wolf he's billy scott wolf is billy and and mark i was gonna say he getting captured he being possessed and finding out that he's actually a great martial artist like in terms of fighting his brother who's on top usually just like that would have been a more interesting scene versus like oh look the the brother who you know is a better martial artist is fighting the brother who clearly is not. But David, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted you when I started on that rant. No, it mystifies me that they never casted, like, the actual Power Rangers to play Billy and Jimmy. <laughs> like, no, like, straight up. Like, yeah. I, I understand why. Like, obviously people would be, like, get confused, but I feel like... The oh, great... I think Saban. Oh, Saban, too. Yeah, the great they would have great studio. The Green and Red Ranger would have been, like, perfect casting for this movie. But Power Rangers was getting made at this time. Like, it was still, like, an everyday thing that they had to act for. So they would have never had the time to be part of this movie. That's what I'm saying. It's just out-of-bounds dream casting, but that would have been wonderful. I mean, right. I agree. Wasted opportunities. Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of the story of of this movie. Um, Yeah. Very quickly... We didn't mention sure. these. How about the cameos from stars? How about oh, yeah. the fact a- that this Andy is still Dick Weatherman? Yeah, and they're actually Vanna White, Andy Dick, and <laughs> George um, Hamilton. George Hamilton are all yeah. news anchors, but it's actually them. <laughs> it's not any other. It's them playing themselves. It's like yeah. wow, L.A. Yeah. is still functioning like L.A. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like, huh? I believe this being exists. I I can believe this exists. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. There's there's this one huge moment of clarity where they they like put a huge focus on madonna breaking up with someone and moving oh away God. and that was like the main news and then they're like oh yeah by the way la's falling apart bye have a great night and we're just like <laughs> in 2007 like was there ever like i mean there were still like celebrity oh my gods but like madonna was never really one of them in well, 27 I, I just mean or in, 2007 in comparison mm. to today where we're all like Oh my God, Will and Jada Smith are going through issues. Oh my God, entanglement. They're and, going through entanglements. And meanwhile, there's actual serious issues happening throughout the world, and we're they just kind of get brushed <laughs> under the rug. I, you know what it is? You know what it is? It's it's the situation in which, like, if we were in the L.A., like, we're 
where they had the giant earthquake and then this is the society afterwards we're still in the middle of our quote-unquote earthquake <laughs> we're in our, still in our disaster but it's one of those disasters that stretches out so we're like well it didn't end right away so we're kind of just waiting for that but in the meantime did you hear about so-and-so right <laughs> Pro <laughs> we're proving that during the near the apocalypse as we impatiently wait for it it's just let's gossip let's talk about sh shitty things <laughs> i love yeah, it well maybe i hate it and i love nature. it like... <laughs> yeah it's entertaining to a degree and then you realize like oh shit they're not wearing masks um yeah. <laughs> damn sorry one political um i guess Don't i had one, steroids. Like, one more quick thing i wanted to bring up and just see if you guys got as big of a kick out of it as i did and that there is a, a classic moment in this movie that i think should live on for eternity and that is the uh, chase scene. Uh, there's a foot chase scene where gang members are chasing Billy and Jimmy kind of through oh my LA God. over some rooftops and down. In the dragon wagon. Is, yeah, no, and this is a little later where they're like on foot, but um, there's a gang oh, member yes. that's dressed as a uh, post uh, postal worker <laughs> of some sort for some reason. And Thank you. he gives yes. us one of the greatest moments of cinema history here, I believe, in his attack where he jumps off the top of a silo and just yells, airmail, <laughs> and plummets down to basically to fall onto his face because the brothers move out of the way. It is the f most fantastically ill-timed and nonsensical joke that is, like, in context, not funny at all, but hilarious because it's awkwardly bad. It reminds me of, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it or how deep your cult movie knowledge goes. It reminds me of the garbage day scene from Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 because it's so like just I... out, out there, out of left field. And I, I literally like was cracking up for five minutes after I saw that. Like I couldn't watch the next part of the movie because it was, anyway, I'm easily amused, I guess, but it was a good, great moment. Maybe my favorite movement, moment of the entire movie. <laughs> I, uh, I actually no, agree with you, and I actually debated <laughs> about whether or not I should bring it up, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to be the only one. I shouldn't bring it up, so I decided not to, but yes, and and same it is, and going back to your garbage day thing, yes, I did not watch that movie, but I did see that scene because Joe made me see it. He goes, you have to at least see this, and that stuck with me. And then, yes, I was reminded of it with this. Not only that, this scene was drawn out for, like, they did the whole, like, this felt like this was going to be the big boss they were going to face for a moment. Like, they mm -hmm. really dragged out. I mean, it should have been, like, ten seconds, but it was dragged out to what it felt like a minute <laughs> of just him standing there kind of conflicting, then that jump, and then it was just splat, ended with, well, that's the fastest I've ever seen a postman. Or yeah. <laughs> but David... You were going to add more to this, and I kept fucking yakking. Oh, not really. <laughs> uh, um, there was another moment very similar to the movie, for me at least. And it was definitely set up to be intentionally funny, but it wasn't funny, but I found it funny. When they first meet up with Adobo, and you think for a moment they're going to square off, and Jimmy and Billy just scream and run out. <laughs> I don't know. It There's was some just so, it was good, so... Good moments like that, and I... <laughs> I think it will, we'll get to this right now. I think we'll do do grading, but I think that's going to save it some some points that maybe it doesn't deserve. But those like those moments are, yeah, at least for me, give it a few points back. But so yeah, let's. Uh, if you guys don't have any anything else to add on on Double Dragon, let's uh, let's go ahead and give this thing a grade. What do you guys? Um, I guess I'll, well, let's go with you, Ryan, since uh, David brought us the movie. We'll start with you. Okay. Um... <laughs> It's, it's not good, uh, <laughs> but it's not terrible. It's so bad that it is enjoyable. Like it's bad parts are enjoyable. It does do that. Uh, the prosthetics are weird. They're not bad. They're just, they're good enough, but just strange. <laughs> it's just strange. It's like, huh, a pumpkin man, like, that's it's it, I'll never see this any time in my life. I'll never even think I wanted to see it or even dream it up. But now I have seen it and I'm glad that you did that. I didn't have like 
cool. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the fucking weird post-apocalyptic trash world that they live in. It very much reminds me of the Mario Brothers movie, and I love that movie for the same reason. And if you like that movie, this movie is just like that. That movie is still better. This movie, I'd say, still second to it, but still just as, like, enjoyable and we're in terms of just how fucking far off it is from what it's supposed to be <laughs> um it it's beautiful trash it's very beautiful garbage uh and it's just like the just everything is too good for this and then what it actually <laughs> turned out it's too good for some of the actors it's too good for some of the effects it's um i don't know Oh, or, no, it's other way around with that. Anyways, it's it's just it's leaving me speechless. That's weird. That's weird that it's leaving me speechless. Um, so I, it's I enjoyed an, it. An A plus. <laughs> no, it's not that. Uh, it's very memorable as a weird movie. Uh, I think it, someone should at least we, you should at least check it out, especially if you're into video games. And I'm sure video game people have. It's getting a, a B. I I would say like it's a strong B though. Um, but I have to give it a B. The quips in it are just mm. beautiful 90s, like nothing but net. Yeah, uh, for me, it's uh, it, it could have continued like the momentum it had in the first two acts of the movie. I think I'd be right there with you. I really didn't care for the third act of the movie. I fell apart, lost a lot of its charm. Um, like its villain, with... without flat. Yeah, the fight with the big bad sucks. Uh, it just like I don't know. Like even the power core stuff should have paid off a little better than it did. They just kind of seemed like a bunch of like bratty. It was like they, you know, the uh, Kogoshuka and all of its henchmen were like attacking the aunt, uh, orphanage from Annie or something. All of a sudden, instead <laughs> yeah. of like a gang. Um, so I. I didn't care for the third act, but, you know, that's fine. It's a dumb movie, and it's fun, and it didn't, like, bug me too much. Um, but, yeah, the earlier part of the movie's better. I really liked Robert Patrick in this thing. Um, I thought he was a great great and memorable performance from him. Um, but, yeah, it, just the kind of the silly atmosphere of it. And um, I also will admit that I might have a little bit of built-in bias here coming off of last week's movie. Because I looked at the <laughs> Rotten Tomato reviews, and fucking Transylvania Six Five Thousand has a better review than this movie does. So, and I would what? this is we were talking about, um, you know, what is it that makes like a bad movie an entertaining bad movie, and what just makes a bad movie? We talked about that at length last week, and this is definitely one that is a bad movie, but it's got a lot of entertainment value. So it's it's watchable, it's fun, it's funny at points, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally, and. Um, I don't know. It could be a lot worse. I think I better go with a C plus. So, um, what do you think, David? How, how, did this live up to your um, expectations, or what, if you had any? Oh, it, it blew my <laughs> expectations. It was wonderful. Um, I I would almost I I think when you look at like the casting of Jimmy and Billy Lee, it kind of brings it almost into a perfect comparison. Half of the movie is much better than it deserves to be. And the other half is terrible, but it's not terrible enough to bring it down. It, it's it's charming. It's it's got a sense of uh, uh, innocence, <laughs> maybe, where it's just like, yeah, it's bad, but it's not. It's not like they're covering World War Two and making. Like, I don't know how I was thinking it. Like, it's bad, but it's not in a bad in a way that's, like, offensive. You can show or, this to your kids. Or boring. Mm -hmm. You can show this to your kids, and uh, I feel with every couple of drinks you have, this movie will just continuously yeah. get better. It's very much like um, a Batman and Robin. Kind of bad. Uh, yeah, I'd say Batman and Robin's a better yeah. movie, but it's yeah. definitely right It's got right some there. similar, yeah, um, series, yeah. I, I would definitely put it in like just just right in the C plus range. Oh shit! Right there, it's not quite good enough to be a B. Um, well, it's it's just a few little things that keep it from being a B. It's almost. I say oh there, shit because I did not want to be the one who liked like, this the most. Because I'm not. Is, I don't feel like I am. I, but it's like oh shit, maybe I should lower it. You know, Ryan, I would argue. I would argue that I like it the most, but I think mine's a sliding scale. It's C plus while sober, and then depending on how many drinks I've had, I'd, we can 
throw this in. I think this is a movie that needs to be thrown into the drink, the the public drinking game. Type. Yeah, like, up absolutely. there with Batman and, and Robin. We see yes. a group of people. I feel like we say this every week, but but I think this would be a movie that would improve with some drinks and some friends. Like it would definitely, you know, be a lot a lot of fun. I mean, I had a lot, I actually had a lot of fun watching it by myself, but even more so if you're in the right atmosphere. So, so the average. Anyway. Go ahead, David. And like Eric said, especially when comparing it to a film like Transylvania Six Five Thousand, which has like no redeeming zero. qualities. Like... <laughs> no redeeming qualities whatsoever. It's it reminded me how a bad movie could still be good. <laughs> right. Yep. That's, that's, that's why I felt like maybe I was I was carrying a little bit of that like bias coming off of last week with like you know diving into this one and being like, okay, this is so much better. Like how are, how is this movie? more poorly reviewed than than that one but i would yeah, say like out of out of the three weeks that i've been guest appearing on this um out of the three movies we've watched hell comes to frog town uh transylvania and and double dragon double dragon is definitely in the middle <laughs> uh, in terms yeah. of like like well, transylvania wood isn't even in third place it is far down below no, in the deepest darkest dankest parts of hell's taint it's buried <laughs> and burned and buried and burned again or something it's just like that's yes yeah. um uh, hell comes to frog town is one of those like all-time great like it, i knew it had this reputation but they don't always live up to them so uh, but in my opinion, lived up to its reputation of being an all-time great, like cult classic, and it 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 kind of hit hit that on every level. Double Drag is not quite there, no. But I think it's got it's it's good enough to be you know one of those kind of like culty movies, especially for kids you know um, my age and, and your age as well. Like I, I'm not a ton older than you guys, but. Um, but yeah, they grew up kind of around you know the old old gaming systems and arcade games and and stuff like that. That would be aware of this. I think this is a lot of would be a lot of fun for anyone in that age group with a general interest in those things to check out. Yeah. Um, fun fun fact: there is a Neo Geo one on one double dragon fighter uh, made based off of it, kind of loosely inspired by this movie. Like the year afterwards, they even have the mutated. Uh, Adobo, 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 yeah, and and other characters. <laughs> um, I did find that up, so it's like interesting, awful. Well, it's probably just as good as Street Fighter the yes. movie the game. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. yeah. Well, so on that note, I would uh, if anyone else has seen Double Dragon, uh, anytime you know since you've been five years old and had. had would like to share your opinion of the movie or review of the movie with us uh please feel free to do so this movie or any other movie or review on the podcast shoot us an email at videojunkyardpodcast at gmail.com you can always uh talk with us on the facebook group or tweet at us on twitter at video junk pod uh we'd love to hear from you if you've gotten your opinion on this or anything else we've reviewed on the show um Coming up on the Video Junkyard Podcast, we have more movies from Tubi. So uh, we have yet to decide what is going to be next week, but uh, keep your eyes on the Facebook page. We will announce the, uh, and Twitter, and we will announce the movie coming up next week. And um, I, ha- I, ha- I would like I have to... A pun. I have a pun for that. Uh, you go it, right has, it has yet to be chosen. It is yet to be chosen. I like it. I like it. It is yet to be chosen. That's going to be a new slogan sticker available for seven ninety nine on the Video Junkyard uh, shop site that ex- definitely exists. You don't know. It does. It exists as a as an idea somewhere out there in the. Like, but it, that, that by, exists. By right? by by a by a man who looks similar to Eric uh, on the streets of Chicago. With a brief, with in a briefcase. Two thousand seven, in East Angeles. Yes, in the dankest alleyways, saying, "Hey, you want to buy some stuff?" <laughs> well, most importantly, I want to thank uh, Ryan and David for joining me these past two weeks, and I apologize again about Transylvania Six Five Thousand. But hey, it's been a lot of fun talking about uh, <laughs> these movies, and I appreciate you guys joining me. And please come back soon. I would. Uh... Absolutely, I thank you for having us. Should be too far. We can definitely. Uh... You'll eventually find us on the TV jump card. Oh, we could we could definitely come up with some shit to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we never have a problem doing that. So. Well, on that note, I'm Eric Branson. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Ryan Seiskel saying. I
You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash videojunkyardpodcast, on Twitter at videojunkpod, and on Instagram as videojunkyardpodcast, all one word. want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard. <laughs>